you found Leadership Lowdown here on the Michigan Business Network. I'm Vic Bershaw. I'm so glad you joined us today. And I'm honored to have with us a young lady who has done some pretty cool things. And we're looking forward to hearing all about them today. Her name is Shannon Long. She's the founder and CEO of Hard Seltzer Box Company. And she also has some experience in starting another company called Brew Export. And I just found out that she's also done some other media work. So, Shannon, welcome to our show. We're humbled to have you join us. Oh, thanks for having me on. I'm excited to talk all things this and the craziness that kind of comes along with that. Yeah, well, and it is crazy sometimes. And, of course, there's been some crazy times along the way. But before we get into too much of some of what you've had to do to survive and thrive, tell us maybe the elevator speech of what your organization is and what you represent so that everybody kind of gets the context who we're talking to. Yeah, so I am 29 years old. I went to Michigan State University. Go green. Yeah, everybody's still buzzing here in town. And the smoke is still smoldering. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, so I went to Michigan State University, graduated in 2015, promptly started Brew Export, which is a company that manages the international sales for craft brewery. Oh, wow. So we work with, at this point, it's over 300 different craft breweries from across the U.S., to 30 different countries around the world, like UK, Ireland, Iceland, Canada, Spain, China, you know, uh, Russia, all over the world. Yeah. That's one company that I started seven years ago. The other company that I started this year is called Hard Seltzer Box Company. And I'm sure you guys are all well aware that Hard Seltzer, like Truly and White Claw, are kind of taking over the alcohol. Oh, they're big, aren't they? Aren't they? Right? Yeah. yeah. Everyone loves them with that, you know, low calorie, low carb thing. So, a lot of the craft breweries that I work with are creating hard seltzers that taste even better than those. Uh-huh. Real fruit, still low sugar. So, we're putting together the product we're launching right now with a hard seltzer advent calendar. And I'm sure you've seen, <laughs> you know, Costco's blind advent calendar and they even have like dog treat advent calendars where your dog can have a different... Oh, how cool. <laughs> really cool. It's two things I have going on currently, and it definitely, I feel like I need a twin to handle it all. <laughs> well, you know, the thing you got going on your side is youth because you got that energy and you can tell you're live wire, so that's kind of fun to have. But I have to ask you, Shannon, as you think about this, I guess I want to start the brew export part of the company, and they're separate companies, I realize that, but I want to understand what was the origin? How did you find the missing piece to go, I need to get this around the world? Were you sipping a beer going, ooh, this is really good, let's share it with the world? So, kind of. <laughs> Yeah. 22, 21 at the time. 
of legal age, right? <laughs> yeah. Kind of a little bit before that found uh, founders, which oh, is sure. Grand Rapids, yeah. I'm sure all, all day IPA, KPF, you guys are familiar with the brand. And I did Founders Beer to Sing for, and I did the 50 pages on it and got next level dirty into my project. Like, <laughs> my effect needs are probably like, what's wrong with this girl? Right. See, right. right. And you know, I have to do the project anyway, so. Might as well make it worth my time. Yeah. You know, I love that. Yeah. So I, of course, got to do a great, but more importantly, I got a business out of it. Mm-hmm. So in doing that, I got talking to founders who was a great one to study. At the time, they were already in, I think, something like 12 different countries around the world. I know uh, But founders is quite large. And they internally had a whole international marketing team that was able to manage their international sales, the exporting process, the importing process, all the logistics that go along with that. Versus, there's, I mean, thousands of craft breweries across the U.S. that are smaller than founders and are still making it remarkable beers and there's still a demand. They're still getting calls from, you know, interested consumers or importers or retailers outside of the USA. But some of them were not even answering the emails. One had a spam filter. I didn't think <laughs> the word export. He wasn't even reading it. Oh, wow. Reading the email. And it was all just due to the perceived difficulty of exporting. This is a lot for a small business to handle on their own. It's all risky. It's all, you know, the, the logistics, the compliance, the quality control of the beer going across the world, you know, the language barriers, the currency exchange. You know what I mean? There's so much yeah, and little did they know that they had a young college student that was going to change the world. I just love it. I can't wait to hear more about this. We're going to have to run to break real quick, but my goodness, it's so good, Shannon, to have you with us here today on the Leadership Lowdown. This is the Michigan Business Network. I'm Dave Bershaw. We'll be right back. managed meetings, carefully planned conferences, and beautiful beginnings. That's what you'll find at Treetops Resort. We have an ideal location just minutes from I-75 and over 25,000 square feet of meeting and convention space. No matter what you're planning, let our spectacular views, spacious lodging, and outstanding customer service show you why Treetops is Michigan's most spectacular resort. Get a no-hassle quote for your next meeting at treetops.com or call at 888-TREETOPS. This is the Michigan Business Network. I'm Vic Bershaw right here on the Leadership Lowdown, and I am so thrilled to have Shannon Long with us. She's the founder and CEO of Hard Seltzer Box Company, and right now we're hearing about another entity that she owns, which is Brew Export, and oh my goodness, Shannon, I just can't believe having an energetic dynamo like you that's taken on something as important as sharing America's beers with the rest of the world. So keep us going here in terms of what's some of the challenges that we last left off. You had problems with people going, exporting is just too hard, and you're finding that you found a way. Yeah, you nailed it. I mean, I was like, all right, you worry about making your beer, I'll do the rest. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, they're artists, they're breweries, they're into making these amazing products. And what better product to show the world 
of the United States, most of these craft breweries are small businesses. Yes. You know, kind of mom and pop places that all the agriculture, all the hops, the grains, the water comes from the United States. I love sharing the product for one. But for two, I basically was like, hey, breweries, don't worry about doing it. I'll do it all for you. Let me handle it. Take the risk off of you. And that was seven years ago. And now I just got back from Denmark, Copenhagen, and we supplied the largest, arguably the best craft beer festival in all of EU. And we provided every single USA beer that was there. That's an example of kind of the projects that we work on. We share the American craft beers. And, you know, the breweries love it because it's easy on them. And the flip side, the different retailers and different customers, the clients, on, you know, my foreign clients love it because they're getting great variety from one point of contact. <laughs> well, and I have to ask you, Shannon, when you get over there and you're comparing American beers, you're up against some pretty amazing things, right? I mean, you've got to have, probably I'm wrong to say this, but a snob factor of, you know, American beers, really, compared to what we have. I mean, did you run into that? So that is an amazing question, and it's complicated. So we're all aware that, you know, Czech Republic, Germany came up with some of the best pilsners on the planet. And, you know, and then into Belgium, you have a lot of the Saisons and a lot of the sour beers that, you know, have been brewed for, you know, hundreds and hundreds of years. Breweries older than the entire United States. So it's like, what the hell are we doing making beer? We've been doing it for, you know, hundreds of years. Right, late covers. Basically how... And I think it's the most American thing ever because it's like we took those recipes from the originals, from the European, and kind of flipped them on their head and made them, you know, uniquely American. Where mm-hmm. a lot of the craft breweries, I will still to this day, you can find some of the best beer of your entire life in Belgium and Germany. And I throw, you know, throw massive praises up to the, you know, the originators. But the U.S. beer kind of comes from a totally different angle, and we are actually definitely viewed as top dogs when it comes oh, to really? craft beer. People pay a lot of money for a single <laughs> unit. It's pretty crazy. But yeah, it's definitely well-respected. But I mean, I started this seven years ago, so it was always kind of well-respected. But now we've seen a you know, kind of a surge of European craft breweries and breweries, I mean, Brazil, Canada, all over making their own beer locally. Yeah. Uh, that is, you know, amazing too, which is really just building the overall craft market, which <laughs> is great. And we all, you know, it's kind of, Rising tides raise a great salt Sure. Well, the way I see it, Shannon, it, it, it strikes me there's two big obstacles for you. First of all, you're a young person, right? So you're a young person trying to break into an international market. That's got to be an uphill swim because, my gosh, I just can't imagine what a young person learning on the go and then also the prejudice, if you will, of older people going, what is she know? And then you're also got the headwinds of having truly uh, people brewing company brewing beer longer than America's been America. I mean, yeah. so how do you handle some of those challenges and, and how did you not get discouraged? I would add to your list another challenge was being a young female. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. I don't use that as, you know, an hour on anything, but being a, you know, a 22-year-old girl in a completely male-dominated industry and then a lot of countries that I sell to don't always necessarily have the same respect for women yes, yes. in the United States. Understood. So <laughs> my name's Shannon and my parents actually 
pained me that because in other countries, probably more so a while ago. Yeah. But Shannon's kind of a, it can be more Right. Uh, I know, I know a Shannon that's a local agent. He's a great guy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. So a lot of people, like think without meeting me, think that I'm a boy, which is <laughs> fine. Whatever. Cool. But you know, it's one of those things is just respecting yourself, holding your own not being scared to say no or, you know, state your opinion or, you know, kind of be stern about things has, has really, I guess, worked well for me. And yeah. the grind, you know what I mean? People don't care how old you are if they see you working your tail off. Oh, you know that's what I mean? good. If you're making stuff happen, I would say the biggest thing I did when I really was early in the industry is, and still a student is, I asked a lot of people in the industry, like, hey, I'm a student at Michigan State and doing this project. Can I take you out for a beer and just ask you some questions? <laughs> cool. Everyone says yes to that. Well, hey, you had me a hello on that one. I think that's great. Well, you know, Shannon, that's one of the things I think with you. I don't know you well, but it just seems like I can see you just absolutely attacking an issue or a problem or whatever those things ahead of you are. And looking back at everybody still standing there going, are you coming? And so I just love that. I love the fact that you're spending time with us right here on the Leadership Lowdown. So glad that you tuned into the Michigan Business Network. I'm Vic Versero. We'll be right back. The attorneys of Foster Swift, Collins & Smith offer legal counsel to businesses, families, individuals, and municipalities throughout Michigan with offices in Lansing, Farmington Hills, Grand Rapids, Detroit, Marquette, and Holland. Clients know they can count on Foster Swift for all their legal needs, from straightforward wills to sophisticated business transactions and complex litigation. Learn more about Foster Swift and how they can assist you at fosterswift.com. This is the Michigan Business Network. I'm Vic Verstrow right here on the Leadership Lowdown with Shannon Long. She is the founder and CEO of Hard Seltzer Box Company, something we're going to hear a little bit more about. But right now, we've been focusing on the Brew Export, which is one of her first companies that she created as an elderly person of about 21, 22 years old right here at Michigan State University. And so it's so cool to hear the story. And I'm thinking about as you break into it, you're a young female into a male-dominant world. You're talking beer. And frankly, uh, when I think of beer, I think of somebody that looks like me, probably not looking like you. And I'm thinking that you're taking on the world. And holy cow, as you've done this, you probably surprised yourself a little bit. But then you also said, what's next? So how do I scale this thing and how do I get it to really be a thing? So where were you at on that journey that was the next step for you once you broke through and realized that, hey, I might have something here? So before I even jump into that, I wanted to shout out to you because I know you have a lot of weird entrepreneurship, you know, entrepreneurs and things like that on the podcast. And we probably kind of skipped one of the hardest parts, which is just doing it. Uh, just yeah. starting it. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I'll just touch on this really quickly before we kind of jump into the rest of it. Just do it. The least risky time in your life is when, you know, you're young 
you don't have kids, you don't have a family, you don't have a mortgage. Like I lived with my mom for a long time <laughs> yeah. to get the business off. You know what I mean? You're right. So do it now. You know, you can always find a million reasons to not do it. Like just take that one reason to do it. And I didn't write a full business plan when I started. Yeah. Writing it all out, that feels terrifying. <laughs> that lift is huge. But if you just each day work hard and chop a little piece off, you know, you'll turn around seven years later and have a business. So that, number one, just start doing it. Yeah, I love that. And if I could, before you get to number two, I want to highlight what you said because one of my favorite quotes is that a year from now, you may have wished you started today. And I think that's really what you said right here is that, you know, don't wait. Don't wait for this or that or whatever because before you know it, you know, you're down the road, you're married, you got a family, you got other assets and different things you're now trying to protect and you don't have that flamboyant devil be dared. I'm going to go and do it all right now because I have so much less to lose. And so, man, I just love that. I wanted to make that point. So sorry, number one, excellent point. Tell me about number two. So number two is, I guess, always looking for new opportunities. I guess you could maybe call me a kind of that serial entrepreneur where I'm like, okay, this is the next thing. <laughs> yeah. This is the next thing. You should add this. And sometimes I got, you know, a couple employees now that <laughs> bring me in a little bit, but obviously so for any great ideas we have. So now, we flipped the whole model, and now we're importing high-end European beers Whoa. into the United States. Yeah. So it's kind of using those same synergies and those same you know things that we've developed over the last seven years and just flipping it. Wow. Uh, so that's kind of another thing. And to hire this last year, actually today is one year anniversary, uh -huh. uh, and he's loaded, located in the UK. So I had to figure out how to hire someone in the UK, and I didn't want to just make him a contract employee, you know, independent contractor. I wanted to hire him. That was a huge, huge challenge. He was my first employee, and I guess to that point too, is I waited, you know, five, six years until I was ready to hire my first employee. I was young, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I guess I still feel young, but to have that responsibility of taking care of someone else's family, as well as yourself and your business, is a big one. And don't rush into it just because people say, you should. You know, I took my time with it, and that's okay. You know, don't rush into it because people think you should be hired. They think you should be growing. You know, do what's right for you and your business. Wow, that's outstanding. And of course, you know, what's interesting to me when I see challenges like that, sometimes. You know, they seem overwhelming. And Shannon, I'm afraid if I was confronted with something like an international hire like that, I might go, no, that's too hard. And I might just move on. But you burst through that. And do you have a standard or a process that when I've got difficult things, and I'm telling you between international export and import and international hiring, that's got to be something that you have to unpack and figure out. So how do you attack a challenge like that? I mean, it's definitely hard. Dan was a special person that came available due to the pandemic. And I worked with him previously, and I knew that I wanted him on the team. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So it wasn't if it was figuring out how to do it. Yeah. So he was on my team trying to help from the other side figure out. So it was kind of two people working on it. But additionally, you know, having a great international lawyer is critical. They're expensive, but they help me sleep at night, and they can help kind of guide you or just give you ideas. On ways to tackle there's a lot of different ways you can tackle problems and you know never giving up and i'll tell you what we probably went through five solutions for hiring dan before we found the one that actually worked yeah. it was perseverance and it was definitely one of the tougher challenges but just not giving up you know it takes time but keep at it well and i think that's a lesson for all of us to pull away 
Shannon, you're an inspiration. If nothing else, for me to try to keep up with you is part of the inspiration. But I have to tell you, it's so cool that you've taken on the world, and it sure seems like you're winning. So I'm so glad that you're here to share some of your thoughts today here on the Michigan Business Network. So glad you tuned in to Leadership Lowdown. I'm Vic Vershero. We'll be right back. Travel for fun and excitement, craving a relaxing getaway. No matter where you want to go or what you want to do, you can trust Dean Trailways to get you there. Our luxury motor coach lets you relax while you travel. No traffic to worry about, no parking fees, no hassle. Are you looking for some sizzling excitement this fall? Let Dean Trailways bring on the heat and take you to Fire Keepers, Michigan's newest gaming hotspot. Experience the thrills of the slots, blackjack, craps, the live poker room, and indulge in the world-class restaurants, all while counting on Dean to bring you home safely. Dean Trailways of Michigan. Travel smart. You found the Leadership Lowdown, and we found Shannon Long, the founder and CEO of Hard Seltzer Box Company. And also, we've been spending a little bit of time here today talking about the brew export. And so, that's another company she's done. But along the way, I guess I'm just so amazed at your tenacity to take on some really wild new things. And that's kind of what you did right out of college and in college. And so in your journey, has there been any things that were like, wow, I can't believe I'm doing this. Uh, I can't believe this all come together. Anything like that come to mind? For sure. So when I started Brew Export, I obviously was literally walking out of college. I had no money. I was living with my mom. And I won a pitch competition. So I got oh. uh, $1,500. And I was like, all right. You're swimming in money. What are you talking about? I still own 100%. I just, you know, I grew very organically. One of the things that helped with that was I worked with a production company to do a TV show called Pure Brews America. Oh. We did three seasons. We featured 70 different craft breweries across the Midwest. It was sponsored by Meyer, Hot Cat. It's still on YouTube, I believe. But we won a Michigan Emmy Award. I'm no kidding. <laughs> so that was. Hey, you get a trophy with that? You get a little trophy that you can yeah. put on your. Really? That's awesome. You're my hero. <laughs> I don't have it out, but I do have it. Come on, put that thing on your desk. That's cool. <laughs> definitely. It was definitely an awesome experience. And that was like classic, I would say, 22, 23-year-old person just grinding. Oh, my word. To, to make those funds, you know, make all the kind of I was meeting, I was hosting it. So I was meeting so yeah. many different craft breweries. I was building a name for myself. Then I was able, when I was ready, take Brew Export full-time, I could leverage those contacts, yeah. you know, as I continued to build Brew Export and was done with the TV show. Oh um, and I would say, uh, since you have so many awesome leaders on this podcast or people, you know, growing in business, I would say my number one secret, and I don't tell a lot of people this, but All I'm right. Sure. It's just between you and me and 50,000 people. Go ahead. There you go. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to tell you that. 
and right with thank you are being changed. Oh, and yeah. I know some people believe it on them, some people think they're a waste of time. I fully believe it on them. Wow. Believe it on I would send them almost to the point where it was kind of weird. Like, really, she wrote me a thank you note for that? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, someone just, oh, I was just helping her out, or just telling her this, or telling her that. You know, but people remember you. Hey, let's spend a second on that because I think that's really important what you just talked about. And I need to ask you, did you have a process? So, for example, I'm a big believer in handwritten thank you notes. Text messages are nice. Emails are nice. They're sweet, but nothing like a handwritten note. It's the first thing in your stack of mail that you open up and you look at and the very first thing you want to look. And you'll just sit there. I just got one the other day. My point is, did you develop a process Something that you felt like every week I'm going to send out six, or did it just become a daily routine? I would say I would probably do one like once a week. Like mm-hmm. if I was meeting and just trying to, you know, like I was saying, I was like, hey, can I take you out to a beer and ask you some questions? I would send a thing, you know, you know, within three days or so after that meeting. Yeah. Um, you know, have a little pile of business cards. It doesn't need to be a fancy thing, you know, get them from the dollar store, slap a stamp on there, you know, it costs you two minutes and whatever. 50 cents for a stamp. Right, right. Yeah, about five bucks. Yeah, but yeah, no no special process. Just You don't have to make it long. Um, but just do it, and it speaks volumes. Well, I think that's just brilliant. And, of course, in your mind, that was a bit of a networking thing because I had this brew with this young lady, but now look what you did is you followed it up. And I always think about not only did you have that moment when you invited them, then you had that moment where you had your meeting, and then you had the follow-up with this. And those are multiple events in their mind, and it feels a sense of familiarity and a bit of a network building that you just don't get organically any other way. Yeah, you're not going to find that on LinkedIn. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah, that's so cool. Well, you know, part of what I see with this whole process is an incredible journey that you've been on. And of course, as you think about this, the one thing I probably don't have time to fit all this in, but where does a young person like you come with this kind of energy and this kind of business mindset? Is there a mentor along the way that somebody that pulls you aside and said, hey, you got something special here, kid. Here's what you need to do. I guess I had a lot of people that just believed in me along the way. Yeah. And I just want to say, not that I've always been kind of weird, but like, maybe I just am interested or enthusiastic about, it. like I got a minivan when I was 25. <laughs> you know? And I was, I mean, I bought it for my business, yeah. cash for it. Like, I was so excited about this. <laughs> my friends were like, why do you have a minivan like like they got it but they didn't get it and I was like I loved it you just rock it you just own your right. own your lane stay in your lane and you know what I mean well, I think it's so funny. I'm laughing here because I'm thinking, you are such an energetic young person. I don't know how you have time for any type of social life or anything else with all that you've done. And now you're driving a minivan around. For crying out loud, nothing says uh, I'm busy than i got a minivan. Well, you're making my day, Shannon. I'm so glad you joined us here on the Leadership Lowdown. I'm so glad you tuned in to the Michigan Business Network. I'm Vic Bershaw. We're going to go pay some bills and come right back.
Wisconsin Air has been advancing communities and providing opportunities for people in Michigan for more than 25 years. Through lending, investments, and the creation of homes and jobs, Sanair has made a combined $7 billion impact on the communities they serve. Learn more at www.sanair.com. Thanks for tuning in to Leadership Lowdown. This is Vic Bursera right here on the Michigan Business Network. I've got with us, of course, Shannon Long, who is just regaling me with so many wonderful stories, and I'm having so much fun. And she is the founder and CEO of Hard Seltzer Box Company, but also Brew Export. And can I also say an Emmy Award winner, which is something we found along the way. That's kind of fun. Well, listen, and minivan driver, so I'll leave it all out bundled up there for you. But, you know, look, you've got all this stuff going your way. And you're young and got the world by the tail, it feels like. And then why not just create one more thing for you to try to manage? So all of a sudden, you create something called the Hard Seltzer Box Company. And I'd love to hear more about that and maybe even what drove you to that decision, because I think there's got to be a story behind all that. <laughs> there definitely is. My boyfriend, I'll have to give a shout out to him because he, I probably make him crazy. With as soon as I hire, he has some free time, I just fill it with another company. Right. Well, he better have some energy if he's going to hang around you. <laughs> Good. Good. But uh, I'm not going to say I'm the most balanced person. That's fair. Definitely work on But it also kind of leads into my why. And Dan, the guy I hired a year ago today, he helped me define what this is, what I've always felt like. Yeah. This inner kind of compass that guided me through the last seven years of what I wanted to do, what I didn't want to do. And she helped me define that by showing me the book called Start With Why by Simon Sinek. I don't know if you pronounce his name. Yeah, but okay. Everyone's got to check it out. And it defines the why, the reason you do what you do. And if it doesn't align with your why, don't do it. Mm. Is essentially what that is. And for Brew Export, my why is connecting the world through beer. Really not with alcoholic beverages, you know, craft alcoholic beverages. So creating that connection, whether you're on one side of the world, in Canada or in California or Michigan, you know, if, even if you don't speak the same language, just sharing a drink with someone, you know, you have a connection. You can find ways to communicate and it's so hard to explain until you're in this situation. But I think a lot of the world's problems can be solved if I love that. Sign me up for that. And isn't that the truth? Once you get past the first beer, you're no longer posturing. You're just getting real. And I think that's really a beautiful scenario for you. I just love what you said and you brought us up. If it doesn't connect with your why, don't do it. And of course, I, I really think that somebody that's as busy as you has got to have that at the cornerstone of what you do, or you're going to just drive yourself crazy. So when you launched this uh, new concept, tell me what bubbled up and what was the why? It's directly related to my connecting the world through amazing governance. Mm-hmm. So one year ago, about this time, my brother wanted to add my calendar for founders, like 150 bucks. They sold out immediately. My mom called, I called, couldn't get one. So we made him one. And I dropped it on his door. We just wrapped up 24 different years, put it on his doorstep. And every day of December, he texted my mom and I a picture of what beer he was drinking. We just got to talk. I love it. Love it. It was a really easy reason to connect. And I wanted to basically do that for the rest of the world. Give everyone a really easy reason to connect, even if they were a thousand miles apart. And that red hard salt to box company. Wow. Isn't that something? And of course, when you create something like this, 
I'm really ignorant about this, Sandra. Is there recipes and crafting and all that stuff that you got involved with, or did you just find a world-class person and say, hey, go do this, I'll market it? So that's kind of what it is. It's an advent calendar, so 24 days counting down to Christmas, 24 different craft hard seltzers from 24 different craft breweries. So if someone else is making the project or putting the product, I'm just putting it in a box and a cool calendar so you can drink, your friends can drink it, you can all drink it together and share in that experience of that seltzer on the same deck. That's brilliant. <laughs> How fun. And so if I understand this right, I'm sorry to be so thick, but you have multiple producers then of the product. 24. Oh, no, nobody gets repeated, huh? No, no, wow. no flavor repeated, no craft producer repeated, and the rest of the year we're doing a spring, summer, and fall variety pack. You can buy variety packs at the store, but there are usually three different flavors, you know, four cans of those flavors. I think yes. have some that just sit in the fridge. Right. Ours are 24 or 12 different flavors from different craft breweries, so a real true variety, a great sampler pack, a great gift, you know, is, is what we really love to create with this. And all of them seltzer. Correct. Yeah, yeah. Hard seltzer. So yeah. it's usually around like four to five percent alcohol, low sugar, low carb, rather than you know beer or wine that well might add a little more pounds on during the holidays. <laughs> <laughs> well, between sugar cookies and fruitcake, I'm the guy with all the pounds over the holidays. Well, we're running out of time on this segment, but I want to talk to you a little bit about you've got these different producers, but seltzer to me oftentimes doesn't have the robust flavor I'm looking for. And I'll bet you've got some exceptions to that in your collection. Is that true? Yes. Yeah. It's really kind of a spectrum that seltzer sits on. It's well. Water with a little fruit. Yeah. Fruit with a little water. Oh, I love it. Well, let, Let's talk about that when we get back from our break. I just think that's so cool. And I think you're cool, Shannon. I really appreciate your time today. So glad you're with us here on the Michigan Business Network. This is the Leadership Lowdown. I'm Vic Bershero. We'll be right back. Hi, this is Chris Holman, and as past chair of the National Small Business Association and a small business owner myself, I understand when you run a business, you rely heavily on your computer network. Now, you cannot afford lost data, lost customer information, and that's why you should trust your technology needs to ASK. Contact ASK at 877-ASK-4ASK for a free audit and analysis of your technology needs. That's 877-ASK-4ASK. Or find them on the internet at www.justask.net. ASK, taking the hassle out of technology so that you can run your business. You found the Leadership Lowdown, and we found Shannon Long, founder and CEO of Hard Seltzer Box Company. She's right here on the Michigan Business Network. I'm so glad that we had a chance to talk about this because when we talk about hard seltzers, 
it's interesting to me because some of them, like you suggested, are basically seltzer with a little splash of fruit and others are fruit with a little splash of seltzer. But I don't know what brings out the flavor, but that's what I'm looking for is to get punched by one of these things and go, wow, that's really tasty and kind of surprised. So any thoughts on some exciting brands and organizations that you found in the search? Definitely. And I haven't been alone in this search. <laughs> oh, good. I'm the one who decides, I'm not some seltzer super expert. Yeah. I have a team of people called the Taste Buds oh, that man. help me select. And these are your normal, everyday people. I didn't want Cicerones or Sommeliers. I wanted this fun and real. You know, yeah. Real seltzers that real people can relate to. I could be your man on that, just so you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Tons, tons of people apply. Do it on your website. We're going to be picking a new group every year, but they get a, a bunch of samples. They taste through them and tell us which ones they love, which ones they hated, so that when we put these variety boxes together, they are you know, the best of the best. The ones yeah. everyone loves, and you know the flavors are on point. There's variety. There's you know there's no uh, fake sugars or like artificial flavors. A lot of these have real fruit, and you can taste the difference in the, really, in the, yeah. in the quality and the craft. <laughs> How fun is that? And of course, you probably get in trouble if you said what's your favorite. How about can I do this? Do you have a favorite flavor? Okay, so in this year's advent calendar, I really love. There's a uh, there's a pineapple coconut, Ooh. and I just absolutely loved it. So I would say if I had to pick a favorite, there was no sponsoring of this. <laughs> well, and I'm going to tell you, you immediately took me to the islands on something like that. That's got to be a great thing for a warm day or uh, you want a warm thought. So <laughs> I love her that way. Well, look, you've got, like I said, the world by the tail and you've got a couple of big organizations that are going on here. And it sounds like you've got, I think, some really down to earth concepts of places and there's got to be some people out there going, man, I want to get involved with this. So are you hiring? I'm sure I can do the taste bud thing, but tell me about some of the other things that you're looking for. Definitely. So I want everyone, whether you're interested in the business or you're looking to order your advent calendar or your heart seltzer gift box, to go to our website. On our website, there's teams at heartseltzerboxcompany.com. You can email that. And that goes directly to me. Send your resume in. We're looking to hire in the next couple months. I'd love to hear from you. Nice. For ordering, just click order now. And we ship to 42 different states direct customers door. So we make it really easy, kind of a no-brainer gift. <laughs> uh, right, right. What a unique gift, too, if you think about, you know, I got to tell you, gift giving for me is pretty difficult. And I've got a son-in-law who really enjoys craft beers. And for him to have an example of a list of flavors, maybe you've got a, somebody that has a spouse that's not a beer drinker might want to go to the hard seltzer. What a great combination to drop one of those on their doorstep. There's got to be some challenges when it comes time to ship this stuff. Interstate shipping and that type of thing. Do you run into some of those challenges you yes. have to overcome? We have a retailer that fulfills it all. Oh, nice. We have to remain three-tier compliant uh, to be legal. It's all alcohol. We worked really, really hard with my lawyer and whatnot to put together a process that's totally legal, but still delivers directly to consumers' doors in yeah. two different states. Yeah, nice, nice. You're able to put like a little gift message. <laughs> I think the predominant orders that we've seen has been parents buying for their kids. So no matter where their kids are, they can all still kind of drink together. Yeah. Even if they're not together for the holidays. Well, so Cool. I think it's cool. Part of one of the things that me and my family have talked about is that, look, we, we all got a collection of things. And so at Christmas time, 
you know, making memories and doing some things that are maybe a little bit different. And to me, this strikes me as different. And what a memory. More of an experience than a thing. Yeah. Right, exactly. And so it becomes one of those things that you get to talk about or you get to say, ah, you know, you can rank each one of them as you day by day go through it, you know. Oh, no way. Four sheets. Uh, teasing, you know, little cards, teasing you can just download those. There's PDFs on the website. So I, just, those, right. I just love it. Well, it, Shannon, I got to ask one question. How do I get on your Christmas list? That's that's what I need. <laughs> oh, that's great. <laughs> well, and look, at, I can't thank you enough. You are really, truly somebody special. I've been doing these interviews for a long time. And to find somebody that just comes alive over the phone line like you do, it's a blessing. And I have to tell you, probably you in person would be just animated to all, all great heights. Thank you so much for being a part of the channel. I feel really lucky to be able to talk to you and you know all your listeners. Well, and we're really excited about uh, you and the future of not only uh, what's going on with Brew Export, but also with Hard Seltzer Box Company. And so... Again, we wish you all the best. We wish you fun with the calendars and all the different taste testings going on. And, of course, with your amazing success. At 29, you are hitting the home runs beyond compare, and I can't wait to see what happens in the next decade. So congratulations. You're the best, and we wish you all the luck in the future. Thanks for tuning in to the Michigan Business Network. This is the Leadership Lowdown. I'm Vic Versero. We'll talk to you next time. Okay.